All right, welcome back to the next installment of The Devil You Know. I've been just pumped to have this guy on my podcast. I say that about every guest. (laughs) But yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) He's brimming over with energy. Uh, This guy does fashion. He's an independent artist here in Nashville and elsewhere um, because we can't keep tabs on him. He's always all over the fucking world. Yeah. Uh, The other night he was at the bar with us and then... 10 minutes later, he was gone. And an hour later, he was on his way to Vegas. So, correcto, correcto mundo. Yes. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Louis Real Deal. Uh, I'm actually not going by that anymore, though. I'm going, that's, it's, it's too 1950s Italian, dude. Nowadays, it's Emilio Timmy. I'm changing my name. It sounds more exotic, you know? It's like... Well, can't you be exotic and nostalgic at the same time? No. No. <laughs> Next question. Let's get this going. I got shit to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I want to... Like he said, this is Louis Real Deal. That is right? his artist name. Actually. It is. And I'm sorry, genuinely, Louis, that we are fully clothed because as you said... Yeah. The only right way to do this is to do it totally naked. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that's what we did in L.A. Well, L.A. is a horse of a different color in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, you're not going to pick up the full sphere of our voices unless we're butt naked. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> you you can do it however you want to in Nashville. I'm just kidding. What's up, guys? Louis, real deal. Let's go. Okay. So you were in Vegas. You were in L.A. And you, are, you are a fashion. No, 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 no. I was, I was not. Uh, I was going to do a. Uh, I was supposed to do a pop-up at my boy Rico's Punk Shop, which is in downtown L.A. Uh, it's called Desk Control. Shout out to Desk Control. That's D-E-S Control on Instagram. Um, his Instagram is Susiarata, but uh, which is dirty garbage, or dirty trash in, uh, in Spanish. But um, he had uh, problems with the building. His, uh, his roof fell through, and the city of L.A. was making him do some repairs uh, before he could uh, reopen and definitely um, do, do pop-ups and do shows and ever, anything, do events. He does uh, art gallery showcases. But we, me and him were talking a lot, but it definitely it fell through. But I don't really, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I spent, uh, I was out there, I, I, I went on tour, and I was in um, Dallas uh, for a couple nights. And then I was in Roswell, New Mexico. And then I went up to Santa Fe. I was and in, I will say, you were probably in, the most alien figure that has ever visited Roswell, New Mexico. Roswell is famous for its alien incident back in the 1940s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why I went to Roswell was just because I was driving and, you know, I left Austin and my plan was to go to Santa Fe and that's how you get to Santa Fe. You drive through rural West Texas and then eventually, um, you just drive in the middle of nowhere for like hours and hours and eventually you'll be in New Mexico and then you're in Roswell and then you, you know, head up north and you're uh, in Albuquerque, Santa Fe. So I didn't have a big plan to go to Roswell, but I did. I camped out for a night at a campsite called the Bottomless Lakes. So I was night swimming in the middle of the desert in the home of the aliens. Gross. And yeah, yeah, gross. <laughs> and no, it was awesome. And then I went to Santa Fe. From Santa Fe, I went to Vegas and shit, I was in Vegas for about a month and a half, and shout out to Vegas. Everybody I met there did First Friday two months in a row in their uh, arts district. What about there. the brothels? Did you visit the brothels? I didn't even get laid. <laughs> I didn't even get laid. It was Bullshit. No- oh, dude. I'm, fr- I'm starting to think I wouldn't have gotten laid even if I did pay for it. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't even get laid. They should be paying you, dude. They should be paying me. <laughs> Hell yeah. But hey, listen. Because you, I'll tell you one thing. I watched Boogie Nights last night in the final scene. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. That's <laughs> what, all I'm going to say. What a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. No I'll, pun intended. Yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> well, listen, you make, you make clothing. Correct. You make clothing. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you've been doing on this whole odyssey across the country. That's what you do here in Nashville. Talk to me about your clothing. Talk to me about what inspires you to make what you do because you have a very, very eclectic aesthetic about you. And you are always showcasing your own clothing, which is what fashionistas do anyway. I don't know if you would consider yourself a fashionista or what that term even means semantically, but talk to me about your clothing. Well, when it comes to eclectic and um, dressing eccentrically or uh, just the word eclectic itself... 
I have to be very clear. You know, there's a lot of people in, you know, I've, I've done this for, this is my fifth year. So I've been, you've uh, only been doing this for five years, five years. Yeah. I started, well, what uh, the hell were you doing before? What were you wearing before? Nothing. Cause I can't picture. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, uh, no, there, there's I, the nude. There's the nudity again. Well, shit. I'll tell you what, like when it comes to my background, I grew up in Albany, New York, and I lived there and when I was younger, and then eventually I moved to Tennessee because I went to school in Tennessee in Knoxville, and I lived in Knoxville for years. And my uh, growing up in Albany, Albany is the capital of New York. It's a small city. It's not very big, but it's uh, two hours north of New York City. So when I grew up, I just used to check out all the streetwear the guys were wearing, and I was very influenced by that. New York's a very fashionable state. And when I was younger, yeah, I just I wore a lot of streetwear, a lot of what the kids are wearing now. Um, I say kids, just dudes in general, like, you know, um, Nikes, Jordans, Bathing Ape, all that type of stuff. I uh, I was into that. If you were to go back to when I was a kid, back in the, the, the 2000s, it would be, that would be, I was mainly just wearing streetwear. But I always looked fresh, and I always, uh, when I moved to Tennessee, um, I always, you know, tried to pay attention to my style. I started dating a girl in Knoxville, and I dated her for years. And she was the... So you were getting laid. I was getting, I've gotten laid before. <laughs> That I mean, makes sporadically. One of, that makes one of us. So. Sporadically. I mean, <laughs> shit. It's it's happened. It's kind of like a legend. It's like, no, this you have to like blow the dust off the book and you know, they'll see. Like uh, the history under all that dust. It's like like some two girls will be sitting at Rosemary or fucking Cobra and they'll be like, No, for real, Louis did get laid back in the day. <laughs> they'll like take it off like, who's he with this girl? And um, no, it it happened. But no, I I, uh, I dated a girl for years, and she was she was really into like vintage clothes and thrifting and stuff. And um, from being around her, I kind of uh, you know got into the like the vintage kind of scene. And um, I've done art my whole life. The first thing I ever wanted to do as a kid, I wanted to be a comic book illustrator, and then I wanted to direct movies. I wanted to be a film director, and I went to school for acting. And so I've always been involved in the creative arts in some way, but, um, no, I had, I had the idea to start making what I call my fashion pieces because I got the idea from a friend of mine in Indonesia. Um, there's a guy on Instagram and his Instagram handle is econ harem, which is I C A N, uh, and then harem H A R-E-M. You got to spell it out because Instagram's fickle. You have to uh, let people know what they're looking for. But um, I started talking to him online. And and this was five years ago. This was five years ago. And I would see that um, what he did was kind of primitive, which is how he describes his fashion as primitive kind of analog fashion, like kind of like the primitive punk rock version of what I do, where he would take jean jackets and he'd paint like the sex pistols on the back or... You know, like, he'd be like, oh, completely fucked, and he'd put, like, a cartoon or something. Like, so, oh. your pseudo-mentor. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but he didn't t tell me how to do it. I just would, I, I was blown away when I went on his page. He had all these jackets, and what I loved the most was the amount that he had. He just had a ton of shit. So, it's quantity in addition to quality, then? Correct. I just was like, this is this guy's life. He's built up his own world, and I started talking to him. And he would respond. And that's how you can tell a real person. Whether, listen, if somebody's famous, if they're not famous, if they're known, they're a complete unknown, if somebody won't respond to you at all when you contact them, they're not genuine. They're not real. And, um, and there's people that you'll meet out there. You know, like you think that once you, uh, the, the, the truth is there's a lot of talented people out there, but, you know, if they, if they don't respond when I reach out to them, they can't do anything for me. And honestly, I can't, I don't, probably don't need to know them because it's going to be a, a problem later on is what I've found in my travels. And um, he responded and we started talking. Then I, I kind of just, it was just trial and error. I figured out how to do it, the system that I use. And um, I started making fashion pieces. And in the beginning, they were real kind of simple. And then I would, you know, I, I just went further and further with it. And then I started using nothing but like, kind of rare vintage pieces and you know it's been a trial and error process and uh, I've traveled all around I mean the first city that I ever did stuff in was Nashville and then I went to uh, Asheville North Carolina shout out to Asheville and then 2017 is when I started spending a lot of time in Atlanta from Atlanta 
I, I, I lived in Chattanooga at the time. So Chattanooga is on a map. It's directly in between, and it's an artistic place. Never heard of it. Chattanooga is a, is a highly creative city. Shout out to Isaiah Rashad, who signed to Kendrick Lamar. I'm friends with his uh, brother, uh, Keem, there. And through who, him. You're friends with Kendrick Lamar's brother? No, no, no. I've never met. And I've never met Isaiah Rashad in real life, but I'm friends with his brother and their circle of, of people, of creatives in uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga has a cool local, and, uh, and then it goes uh, baby mother. It goes um, outwards, a uh, hip hop scene. And those people really supported me a lot when I was in Chattanooga at the time. And the way that they do stuff really kind of influenced me. They just didn't care. They would do uh, shows and pop-ups and events left and right. And I seen a lot of that. And that kind of uh, influenced me and definitely my time in Atlanta. But when, when I lived in Chattanooga, I would spend a lot of time in between Nashville and Atlanta. And then from there, that same summer, I went up to... I went up to Brooklyn with my stuff, and I put my stuff in Brooklyn, and then from... Well, talk to me about your stuff. What is the theme of your stuff? Because Well, first off, I'll direct anybody that doesn't know me in real life that is checking this out. My Instagram is Louis Real Deal, and that's... And it's, dude, some of the most entertaining shit I have L- ever seen in my entire L- life. L-O-U-I-E, and then Real Deal. If you don't know how to spell Real Deal, I can't help you out with it's that. It's a traditional Italian last yeah. name. L-O-U-I-E, not not the French Louis, just the regular, you know, American. King Louis. Americanized, yeah. But uh, Louis Real Deal is my Instagram. It shows all my stuff, and I also post videos and reels on there, but I, I delete them like the next day, which nobody on earth does. But if you meet me, you'll see that I do a lot of stuff that nobody I wish does. you archived those videos because I, oh, I do. when I, I want, yeah, I do. It's, it, it's like a weekly holiday when you post your videos. Oh, I got them. And I it's, just, it, it's just, it, it's this hilarious tirade. And I don't mean to like emulate laughter about your aesthetic because you have a fucking cool aesthetic. Like you do these the, the, these painted pastels on these these denim jackets and you, you, you know it, it looks like this 90s nostalgia wardrobe that you exhume and add your own twist to like i know that you did this lolita themed piece correct yeah and that was cool yeah it was uh you know that piece was based on the movie lolita from uh, and it's funny because we were talking about lolita on the last episode too Correct. Not really like the book or anything like that or the later movie, but just, you know, I'm a big Stanley Kubrick fan. Oh, and, dude, he's my he, yeah. he's my demigod. I'm and a I'm, huge Kubrick fan. I'm a big uh, James Mason fan, too, as an actor. I uh, I always have been a huge fan of film, and uh, I, I'm a big David Lynch fan, too, so that's one of David Lynch's favorite movies, so I wanted to make that piece. But no, I love David Lynch. David Lynch is good, is good too. I've made, uh, I've made David Lynch-themed uh, fashion pieces. One thing I'll tell you right now, just to clear up something right now, because I never, this is the first, I've done little brief interviews. I did an interview with a, uh, one of those magazines in Atlanta, but this is one of the few interviews that I've done. So I'll let people know, anybody that's followed me on Instagram and sees me post videos, because I ended up getting a lot of like followers and stuff like that because they liked my videos. They liked, they were like, oh, this is funny. This is entertaining. And they liked the videos and, um, that I make and I always delete them or, or, or why do you always delete them? I'll though? archive them. I'll tell you why right now. Um, I don't want that to be what I'm known for. Um, that's most, actually a very, very good point. Most people that you'll find in this current uh, day and age, um, it's kind of like here today, gone tomorrow, 15 minutes of fame. Any, and it, this even works, this even goes for the fashion industry. Okay, so most people on TikTok and Instagram, they're known for their person. Like, you know, you might see like a guy on Instagram and, um, or a guy, a woman, it doesn't matter. Most of those people are, have a huge following or they have a, you know, they get a lot of likes and stuff like that. It's because they're attractive. Like, people think that they're hot. What, you think you're not attractive? I don't think I'm attractive at all. Like, oh, Shit, I wouldn't. Oh, my God. I wouldn't jack off to me, but shit. I'll tell you one thing, um, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter what I look like because I want to be known. But listen, what I make is the real deal. When you... Aptly named. It's, it's I want to be known for my fashion pieces. I mean, you could hate me as a person or think, like... 
you know, I, I don't, I don't want to hook up with that dude. That's fine. Here's my fashion pieces. And I want that to be what I'm known for. So am I, a, I'm cool with making a video and I'm cool with doing interviews and stuff, but I, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, just known as, um, well, hey, for the sake of devil's advocate, go ahead, because obviously you want your art to speak for itself. And I think it's a very good point in the sense that now in the modern age with social media, Instagram, what have you, it's free advertising, but a lot of it is just flair and froth in the sense that like you don't really get down to the point. Um, it's kind of like the notion of advertising things, advertising an attitude, which is very important, but you wonder about the core product and if it's worth buying, if it's worth interacting with, whether it be music, whether it be fashion, whether it be film, whatever the fuck. But I firmly believe that what you do, and as you've said a few times, there's, you know, nobody can do what I can do. You know what I mean? And it's so I don't fucking know, I don't true. Know, I don't know if I've ever, I've never said that. I want, here's well, the maybe, thing. okay, maybe, maybe it just they, accompanies your attitude. They don't do what I do. I think that it's possible. I think that the day and age will come where there's tons of people that do what I do. But currently, right now, I work in a very narrow sphere. There is a lady named Sonia. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's Sonia Sombrule or something. She has a company called Cumtees, and that might not even that might not even be how to pronounce because I only know her from Instagram. So that might not be how to pronounce her company. I don't know, but she makes like hand painted clothes. Her stuff is a lot more esoteric, and it's very uh, it's real. Uh, it's way artsier than my stuff. But she's very successful. Mm -hmm. She does a version of what I do. 100%, and I'll give her all, but our stuff doesn't look the same. There's a guy named Warren Lotus. Warren Lotus is very famous. Uh, Warren Lotus has people wearing his stuff. He started out making hand-painted jean jackets. Once again, the themes and how his stuff looked is looks is very different than mine. So I don't feel like, and he was doing his shit before me. He well, started. it's kind of like, like what Stanley Kubrick actually said about art in the sense that, I, I don't remember, I'm paraphrasing, but he but, said... But there's people that do it. I, there I, are, yeah. which is like, I mean, you, you you pull from the people around you or the people before you, so is there really any such thing as original art, um, according to some of the greatest artists of all time? Maybe not, but it's a conglomeration. It's, uh, you know, there is... I mean, there's no such thing as no originality, having said that. Um, but naturally and inevitably, you're going to pull from other people, which um, it's great that you're humble enough to say that you do. Um, but kind of back to my point where I said... Oh, I'm not humble at all. I'll just, <laughs> if I, you were, I probably no, wouldn't no, have you here. <laughs> you, you can't be too humble in this world. This is what I'll say. Those people, and I've talked to Sonia online, and she's, she's good friends with Rico. And Rico's my fucking brother out there in L.A. He's cool as fuck. Um, so, and I've never chilled with her in person, but if I had done the show in LA, we probably would have, but she's, she, and she's good people. Um, and I don't know her. I've just talked to her online. Like she, we're not like all buddy, buddy, but I've hit her up and she responded, which is real. Um, but her and Warren Lotus has, I've never talked to that dude. I, I will never, I'll probably never meet him in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, which I understand because I've met dudes like him. And the thing about guys like him, my energy fucks them up when I meet them. Like most people that you see that are successful in real life, this is what you have to do. You can be crazy as fuck online. You can be, you can be, uh, the wildest person on earth. When you meet people in person, when you're in LA or New York, whatever, you have to calm down, not necessarily in New York because I'm from New York. New York mm -hmm. is crazy, but you have to have like a real low energy. You got to be like non-threatening. And when you see me in real life, I'm on fire, dude. It, th th that's, I don't care. I don't care. That's what I mean. Is is like you're such a personality. You really are. There's no Correct. off switch but for it, you. It, it throws people off. Of course, but until you get to know me, and then I'm fine. But we live in a day and age where, like, if you meet up with, like, if I go to Rosemary tonight, which I will, I'm going to the and disco I'll see you there, and I randomly go up to people and I'm saying, like, you think I'll ever find true love or whatever crazy bullshit will come out of my head, and they've never met me. They don't know how to take me. Back in the day, people would just be, and I, I wasn't around back in the day. I ain't that old. But I, but um, back in the day, people would just be like, oh, man, he's just fucking around. Nowadays, people take it seriously. Well, there's They're tabs just like, on everybody with cancer yeah, culture. Bro. <sighs> 
I don't know. Like, people are like, this guy's a threat. And in the world that I'm in, like, I don't know. I just, I got to be on. I can't be, I can't be in, you know, rolling off a bus in El Paso and be like, hey, guys, how you doing? And st- nah, I got Well, gotta, you're like a shark. If you I'm stop the moving, if you stop moving, then you die. You know, and I think that that's my point when it comes to social media and when it comes to your videos and when it comes to your personality is inevitably, Louis, you, your personality is going to be part of your aesthetic. And I feel like, you know, yeah, you can, you can keep that finite, but yeah, when I start doing porns, (laughs) I'll be the one filming it. No doubt about it. When I start really getting down with these porns, yes, it will become part of my aesthetic. It's already part of the clothes. Well, so don't you yeah, want to build be up to Emilio the porns? Timmy, the sex boy. Don't you want to? Don't you want to build up to the porns? Kind of like you know, it's it, it's foreplay. Uh, I'm building. <laughs> I'm building. I can see, dude. If you spray all over me from across that room, right, I, I actually might be kind of flat. I'm gonna start getting one white contact and one green contact. I'll be like this, you know, various snake-eyed dude, and it'll just add to the sexual allure. Well, speaking it's of Emilio Timmy, the sex boy, and sexual allure, what's going on with you in your personal life? Because you know, the thing I, is, there's none. Bullshit, dude. There's nothing, the, dude. There, there, there's, I mean, you're like a sexual torch, though. You know what I'm I mean? <laughs> torching myself. <laughs> I'm as single as a solitary chip in a can of Pringles. And, uh, yeah, like I said, um, no, nah, I don't really, um, shit, man. I don't do, uh, well, first off, I'm straight. I want to throw that out there. And um, I have a lot of gay friends, a lot of bi friends and stuff like that. I'm currently straight. Until um, you start doing porn. Man, unless you girls keep fucking up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I reserve that right to go the other route, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm straight. That was the first... I was hanging out with these two girls in uh, Vegas, and we went to Danny's over, like, somewhere off the Strip, like, one night. We were, we were trying to go to this one place, but it was closed. We went to Danny's, and, like, it was me and my friend Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. And my girl Marie. Shout out to Marie. And um, we're like chilling at Danny's and she was like, well, you know, when we first met you, we just thought you were gay, you know? <laughs> and I said, and there was like this strong part of me when they said that, I was like, man, fuck them. But then I was like, dude, step back and look at yourself. <laughs> and then like I went outside to smoke a cigarette and there was like, there was a strong part of me that was like, listen, man, cause I was parked like two miles away, which equals $27 in a can or in a cab or Uber in Vegas, either way. So I was like, you can either take the $27 L and dip on them right now or just swallow it and go back in, which I did. And it was fine. Well, if you were gay, you would and have it. And it was some it. of the best food I had in my life. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Danny's. But Psych. Here's the thing is ultimately, you know, you get one of these women in a room. Uh, Correct. Because you're currently straight, so it will be a woman. I feel like you'd be into just some freaky shit. You know what I mean? Fuck no. I mean, nah, like this is what I would do. You know, my preemptive for having sex with a girl is we have to sit there about six feet from each other, look deeply into our eyes, really soul search and cry for a little bit. I'm talking real tears. Dude, you're and giving me that look just, right now. Are most, you trying to fuck me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's why you wanted me naked. <laughs> why is my fucking life like this? <laughs> no, I mean, and most of them can't handle that. So if you're not willing to cry with me, you're not willing to ride with me. Well, what's, what's going to make you disloyal. cry? Uh, what's no. going to make you cry? What? Oh, I can find a reason. But I, uh, no, I don't, uh, shit, man. I, uh, well, I'll tell you what. The life that I live leads to difficulty finding a relationship. Or I just don't really have time for that. Well, Here's who said problem. anything about a relationship? Even hooking up, man. Like I'm gonna when I meet you, I'm gonna throw you off. I'm gonna knock you off your pivot. I cannot. I mean, it may, I, part of it might be a defense mechanism. Look, there was a dude the other night. I'm gonna share about this dude. He's a cool dude, though. I like him. But this is a little brief. Do I know story. him? I think you might, but I, I don't think... You're you not going to use his name, are you? I don't know his name. I got no idea what this fucking dude's name was. But he was cool. He was fine. But, like, this is what I do. Um, Man, I can chill with pretty much... Everybody says, man, I can chill with everybody. They can't chill with everybody. I'll take them and put them somewhere where they can't chill with those dudes. But there's no chilling with you. It's just, like you said, fully on. Well, no, no, I chill, too. And it's great. It's no, endearing. no, 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 I've chill. Listen... 
I've, ch- I've ch- I chill as well. Like, you know, cause you know, after about five minutes, I'll run out of steam. So I'll just sit there and say nothing and look at my phone. No, but you I, quite literally run off. Like you'll sit with us for yeah, all then, of one minute and then you're fucking gone. Yeah. Yeah. But then once I run off, I sit and just chill and look at my phone for hours. That's you what do I do. That. Yeah. So, um, but I, uh, I was at, uh, I, shit, I was at Mickey's the other night in East Nashville, and I showed up late, and I was talking to you guys for a second, and everybody's vibe was fine, and there's this big-ass fucking dude sitting at the table next to us. He's, like, sitting on the table. This motherfucker was swole, and he looked like he was, like, 6'5", dressed in all black, crew cut, had, like, the tight black T-shirt. I don't have a crew cut. What are you talking about? No, no, this was not you. You're not that big. You're in shape, but you're not, like, a towering figure. This dude was fucking big, and he's, like, talking to the girls. He's like, hey, so-and-so, hold up. Hey, this girl. And it's, like, these girls that, like, I sporadically, like, hit on and pull my fucking whole act on that might like me, might hate me. I got no clue. And I'm never there anyway. I would assume that they're probably friends and fans of mine. I don't know. But who who knows? You never know. And so I have to, I didn't have to talk to I walked up to him at one point because I was talking to a girl next to him. And I was just like, you are one of the biggest fucking dudes I ever seen in my life. Here's the deal. I'm going to pay you $17 a night to be my bodyguard. And right, <laughs> well, who would want to hurt you? Me saying that completely like diffuse the like if let's say he was like man who the fuck is this guy when somebody comes up to you and they're trying to be friendly and your friend and they're joking around you got to be a next level of dickhead and that's anywhere on earth to come at them with aggression and there is places like that but i chill at tons of different spots i'm up in you know new york i mean and not even just like i i hang out in different parts of towns different neighborhoods like you know, I'm in the hood, I'm in the fucking rich neighborhoods, I'm in all types of shit, and I generally get a lot of love, and the reason why is because I'm me, and, um, you know, like, I just, uh, I don't come at, I, I, I'll try to engage with anybody, you know what I'm saying, and, um, that's the thing, because people can spot when people aren't genuine and whatever, and, and, um, and, and I'll tell you what, no matter where I go to, for some reason, people always remember me. Well, so. dude, the thing is, is, Despite the not fact bragging, that, none of this is bragging. My life would be easier and better if I could just be a normal fucking person. Well, then what the fuck would you? You wouldn't be here. I and would. The, I'd work at. I, I'll tell you exactly what I would do. I've listen. I hate. I I don't like bugs. <laughs> I don't like bugs. I don't think anybody does. But like, this is my least favorite. I don't like roaches. I'm not talking about the big ones that are outside because. You know, that's their home. They're chilling, and they really don't reproduce. I'm talking about those little motherfuckers <laughs> that you'll see up in the... And I'm not saying I've lived... I have lived where there's roaches. wasn't my fault. It was the apartments. I don't currently live in a roached-out place. I never liked roaches. <laughs> I, Who does? Yeah, of course I don't like bed bugs. Never have had them, thank God. Um, I don't like, you know, black widow spiders. If they bite you, you could die. Fuck them. So I always felt like... If I wasn't in fashion and stuff like that, I might get involved with pest control. You'd be exacting I'd be, I'd justice be killing on the those critters. motherfuckers. Yeah, you'd be exacting justice. Oh, yeah. And I know that right now, like, because, like, a lot of people that are listening on this podcast, like, there might be, like, there might be, a, there might be some of them that are, like, uh, you know, like, ultra hipster in East Nashville. And I know that there's that one person out there that's like, man, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Bugs have a right to exist. <laughs> you violent, masochistic, fucking chauvinistic piece of shit. And I'm like, listen, dude. All right, you got me there. Like, I don't like roaches. I'm not a big fan of bed bugs. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe that's something I have to work on. You know, know, maybe I'll get a roach farm. And But if I had one and it was mobile, would you really want me hanging out at your house? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Nobody wants me bring. It's not like the and the flea circus. Oh fuck fleas! I I digress though. What's the next question? Let's go. Let's keep this an actual interview, not my idiocy. Well, no. I mean, this is the interview. But what happens? Okay, what happens if you go home with the most beautiful girl you've ever met in your entire life, and she's got a fucking roach infested apartment? I'd leave. Bullshit. Oh, I'm talking the most that. beautiful girl you've ever seen. I'm out. I'm gone. It's happened. She wasn't the most beautiful 
girl that I've ever met, but I caught like I I'm like I can't do this. Okay, no roaches in the apartment because you're gonna put the the roach is gonna crawl up in your shoe or some bullshit. You're gonna bring roaches back to the crib. You don't want roaches. No, I'm going. No, and it's not even that she's dirty or anything like that because you can get all types of. But hey, I'm just I can't bring roaches back to the crib. No, I wouldn't want Next. you to. Okay, so no roaches in the apartment. Here's a hypothetical. Okay. No roaches in the apartment. Are you going down on her first or vice versa? Oh, I don't got a problem going down first. Listen, I'm a freaky motherfucker. I don't, I'll do anything. I don't, but I don't, uh, yeah, why not? You can't be stuck up in the bedroom. That's the one place where, and believe me, I know because it's happened to me. Let's say you meet somebody, either you're casually dating or... You meet somebody at a club or a bar and you're really digging them or you're getting married, whatever it is, if you feel comfortable enough to bring somebody back to either your house or their house, get completely naked and have sexual intercourse with them, it should be no holds barred because you're already, what's left that you're going to do? It's like, uh, you know, I'm feeling you, you know, enough for my dingling to become introduced to either your hoo-ha or your bunghole, but I'm just not comfortable doing this. Not saying that I'm down to do everything, but I'm just saying, yeah, why not, dude? Well, what's too far? Oh, I don't... That's for the individual. That's shit. There's no sexual it's, moral it's, threshold? It's the, nah, it's up to the individual of what they want to do. I mean, it's... As long as somebody can consent, you know, that's the whole thing. That's beautiful. I think that, like, a lot... Of, look, the last two girls I dated, there was uh, one... The last girl I'm not going to speak of, just out of, like, respect. Or, I'm not going to speak on either one of them. But the problem was, was just that um, I really and truly believe that they had an idea of who I was before we started getting involved. And it wasn't that I'm better or worse than what they thought that I was. It's just that I'm not that person. It's uh, when, once you get to know we, once you get to know me, they thought that the last girl that I dated wanted to date me because she was like, I don't know, there's just something loose about you, something unhinged. And when I started getting like you know serious, like no, I'm a I'm a fashion designer. I'm very passionate about this and that. Like she was like. Well, I'm just trying to work two random jobs 97 hours a week and literally do nothing. And it's like, all right, well, I, we're just incompatible. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But anybody that I would date would have to deal with the fact that um, for what I do, I have to be on the road. And um, I have to go to different towns. I have to travel. And um, I just have to be down for anything. I can't have any fear. And most people cannot live like that because it gets difficult to completely it just it 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 gets difficult to have that level of faith where you have to go look when i go on these tours or whatever and i go town to town and i do shows and stuff like that i usually go dead broke or i'll go with like a little tiny amount of money or whatever and i have to have faith that i'm going to be okay when i'm out on the road but i don't go out with you know you have some people that get thrown every chance in the world and every opportunity you know somebody will say hey here's ten thousand dollars we want you to go to san antonio or here's you know this and that and with me it's just me like i have to believe in myself and i you know that's you know i know that i'll be successful someday and i and i hope that what i make i the main reason that i do what i do is to show people that they can well, you don't have to follow any script in this world. You can do something completely new. You can create something, and you do not have to follow the rules of the world. The world will tell you that you cannot do a, a bunch of stuff. It'll tell you, well, no, this is how you have to do it. And, and to be completely honest with you, look, I use Instagram. I used to have a TikTok. Fuck TikTok. I'm not on TikTok anymore. I was on it early on. It was me. And don't piss a, off the Chinese. I mean, I, that, that was the main, look, I have a 10 year old son. His mother is Chinese. Um, shout out to China, shout out to the Chinese people. But what I'll tell you is that, um, it's heavily censored over there. Yeah. And I do not essentially no freedom of speech. I, I don't support censorship. So, um, I mean, shout out to Chinese culture, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to, you know, him, you know, someday, you know, I feel like 
I don't know what's going to happen over there, but I do know that it's extremely censored to the point where if you, you can't put the word sex on TikTok, they spell it. These kids that are on TikTok have to spell sex S E G G S (laughs) because it pisses off like whoever runs TikTok. That's insane, dude. That's crazy, but they're cool with it because, to be honest with you, currently in this day and age, um, there's a lot of talented people. And, yo, these kids are fucking awesome. The people that I hang out with, they're all – I'm a millennial. They're all Generation Z. They're all this, and they're cool as fuck. They're more open-minded than, uh, you know, millennials, in my opinion. They're more – they're doing a lot of stuff, but they are in a generation where – you have to be part of a group. It's just, fu- you have to, I just want people to like me and stuff like that. And I come from a day and age where it was like, I don't give a fuck about if any of you motherfuckers like me. Matter of fact, fuck you. <laughs> and, and that's how you had to be. And in the city I grew up in, New York, you had to be like that. Because if you, you know, you just had to be tough. So you, and it's still like that, honestly. Albany is still like that. I was there three weeks ago and Albany ain't changed. So shout out to Albany, though. Shout out to Season Skate Shop over there on Lark Street. My homie Trevor. Shout out to Play Dead. Uh, Play Dead, which is my boy Rob's clothing brand and and their whole Instagrams and everything. But you have to, where I came from an era of individuals, and I am an individual. I'm me. I, I will not be anybody else. You know, Instagram and TikTok it will not be around forever. There'll be some new thing in a couple of years. Sure. And then people will forget about this and they'll move on to that. And I realize that, but my fashion pieces aren't going anywhere. They can work. They would have worked in 1950. They work now. They'll work in 2030 because we're not going to be walking around naked anytime soon. Well, if you had it your way, we would be. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Dude, I'm barely even... I'm like getting kind of. I had people telling me to button up my shirt when I was in Vegas. Fuck I don't, those people. I know, but I shit. I just, nah, dude. You know, fashion will be around forever. Fashion and actually art, which I'm not in the art world, but art like paintings that people make, um, it's not going anywhere either. It's thriving in Vegas. They have a whole arts district. People always want art on their walls. There was a big debate whether, you know, hand painting stuff was going to fade away. It'll all be digital. Well, I don't think that's going to happen because there's something about the art world where when people want art, they don't want something that you made on your computer. I mean, that's, that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's, um, but you want to have something that somebody touched. Yeah. There's um, a tangibility there. There's a sincerity in the actual stroke in and of itself. And I think that that much is true when it comes to books, that much is true when it comes to music, which is why you have electronic music now, which is its own frontier. But I mean, people are always going to want to hear somebody strum a guitar. People are always going to want to, you know, read a book that is directly in front of them, not on a fucking Kindle. And people are always going to want to wear clothing and showcase art that was created by hand and you make art that is created by hand you what do you use because it looks like you use paint pastels or whatever the hell and i mean it seems like that aesthetic is sort of coming back it's resurfacing where there's you know a, 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 an authentic decadence to it where where it, it, it look it's clearly hand painted you know what i mean there's it there doesn't need to be all of this prim and proper it's all my the bells blood. and whistles it's my blood <laughs> It's my blood that I drain out into these little vials, and then I go up to the local food line up out there in Antioch, and I pick up different kinds of dyes, and I'm like, you know, at the, when I'm making this stuff, I'm like, fuck you, and fuck me, too. <laughs> like, you motherfuckers want punk rock? I'll give you punk rock for real. <laughs> and um, no, it's just paint. And then, you know, sometimes I dye and alter the clothes, but... I haven't really been doing that too much lately because the whole, nah, like right now I'm wearing the most frayed and beat up jeans in the world because they're on a different level, these motherfuckers. These are vintage 80s jeans that I'm wearing. I like those jeans. That are literally so, they're on a whole different level of like frayed and fucked up and stuff. So I like these jeans. A lot of people don't really, I I was getting a lot of compliments on this pair of jeans in Vegas. I don't really get a whole lot of it in Nashville, but Nashville people don't give you a whole lot of compliments. That's total bullshit, dude. That's bullshit because every time we are out, I see you and there is always somebody who looks at you and goes, 
that. They, they stop you. They're like, I love this, what you're wearing. I love this, what you're wearing. And you're always wearing something different. There's like a beautiful inconsistency. Yeah, but they're, but they're quiet. And what you have to understand is that the number one thing that I'll tell you about, look, I started in the South and I've lived in the South for many years. And one thing I can tell you is that Southern people are generally quiet. They don't communicate well. This isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm just saying they're not like, when you see somebody that's from here, that's like, man, how you doing? Blah, blah. Man, that motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> Which, and then so you'll, that's you'll a crazy meet other person. guys that are like from here, like, hey, how you doing today? Like that's how everybody acts and stuff. And um, you know, they don't, they don't, they're not very uh, I don't know how to put it into words, because they are outgoing and they're very nice and they're cool ass people, but it's just more reserved. Whereas if you go out to like I don't want to, I'm not going to say LA. In LA, nobody talks to anybody. I mean, you have to know somebody for a little bit and then well, you know, but people talk to each other, but it's just not the same kind of thing. You have, you have to get to know people, which I'm always cool with. People are just a little bit more reserved. So when they see somebody like me, sometimes they'll give me compliments and sometimes they'll just be like, that's why, that's why I here I tend to go out at night and stuff. Cause sometimes these people need a couple of drinks in them just to be able to like, talk to me. Like they'll have like a couple shots and they'll be like, man, I love that jacket. And that's fine. You know, it's nighttime performance clothes anyway. So I don't have a I don't have a problem with that, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just part of the scene. You know, other places, uh, every place that you go to has a different kind of vibe. But we need more stuff in uh, in East Nashville. That's where I, I live out by East Nashville currently, and we just need we need more like accessible stuff. We need, we don't need. Ah oh, man, just like the ultra expensive shit, and then just Burger King. You know, well, I want shit. We more need accessibility some... to your work. How do we buy your stuff? I always respond to DMs. No matter who you are, any question that you have, send me a DM. I always respond. A lot of people slide into his DMs, guys. You can slide into my DMs. I don't ever. There's some people that you can't talk to, or you'd be like, hey, you know, I know how people think. They'll be like, hey, bro, what's up with this? And, like, the guy will just never respond. Or, hey, man, I'm a fan. They never respond. I always respond. I mean, there's people that uh, I've met that are in the artist community, tends to be prevalent in Nashville, where they'll be like, I'm off social media altogether. Well, that's great. I have no way to get in touch with you. Unless you want to become personal friends with me, you can step to me in public, too. And just be like, hey, I like you. Can we talk? Yeah, that's fine, dude. Or, you know, I, I don't care. But if you're not on social media at all, it's going to be kind of difficult. And nobody responds to email. So if you're interested in anything I want to do, I want to start having some gallery shows is what I do. Yeah, well, when are we going to see a pop-up or gallery or whatever? Soon, you know, if I do like a gallery show or a pop-up or whatever, I would just stay tuned to my Instagram. My Instagram is... Louis, real deal. L O U I E, not the French Louis. L O U I E, Louis, real deal. Louis, real deal is my. Uh, I'm the only Louis, real deal. There's other guys that seem to have Instagram names that are somewhat like mine, um, but it'll be very clear that it's me when you see it because click on, uh, you know, it's a cartoon, cartoon uh, of a fashion piece and my thing, and then uh, my profile pic, and then you just click on it, and that's me. And man, I I always respond to DMs. That's how anybody can. So that's get... how we're gonna buy your clothing. They have to know that you know I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to change the whole culture of fashion, not just here, but I. I and that's one thing I want to say too. I'm across the country. A big part of what I do is how I dress in real life. And, and you I... always dress great. And I, there's no like there's a consistency with how you dress. But today I'm off. Today, right now, Yeah, today. but even now, dude, you look more stylish than anyone in this room. Having said that, there's only three people in this room, but if there were 30 people in this room, you would still look more stylish than anyone else. Correct. I'm, I'm dressed right now. I'll describe what I have on to people because I'm dressed down because, I don't know, I got a shirt that I want to wear later on to the disco night at Rosemary, but I just got a pair of jeans, a pair of white Air Force Ones, which everybody on earth wears. Not me. Um, a old 80s like kind of black like uh t-shirt that's cut down to look like a semi crop top but it's not really a crop top it's it goes below my belly button it's just like you know just a t-shirt and then a little silver chain and then 
a hat that I got from my friend Trevor's skate shop. Was which that is, Snoopy up there? This Snoopy with S, which is the season skate shop. See, he makes um this is in Albany, New York. Uh, he makes his own skate designs, and he's re- he makes his own T-shirt designs and hats and stuff. And he's one of the few dudes that does it good. That's the deal right now. Here's the thing. Everybody does. If you want to look at what I do, like I make clothes, everybody does it. Everybody on earth does it. Like if I'm out here, and if you talk about people that sell clothes, it seems like everybody's doing it now. They're like, nah, man, I sell vintage. Nah, man, I make my own designs and this and that. But the difference is having it stand out. You got to have something that's so different that when they see it, they got to say, I've never seen anything like this. And if you look at my Instagram page, look, this is this is what I always tell people. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to my spiel. Go on my Instagram page. Check it out. If you can take a picture and send it to me of somebody that's doing something that's like what I do, and I mean real similar. It can't be somebody that paints something on the back of a jacket because but if they're making fashion pieces that are productions that look like my thing, you should send it to me and I'll give you a fashion piece. I'll send it to you. You don't, you know, just when I see you, I'll just give you. Here you go, man. Pick out something. My gift to you. Um, and I'm not going to make that bet because I really genuinely believe But they never can. No, they there's never no can. one like, there's no one like what the fuck you do. No, there's, there's, there's nobody no can. One Whether like it's you. Vegas, that, that's what they did to me in L.A. Over there on Melrose and stuff like that. They were. I was doing stuff with guys out there in L.A. Heavily involved in Melrose. Once again, shout out to my people in L.A. But you know, they never, they had never seen something like what I do. And when I sound like that, I sound like every douchebag that's ever said that. Like every person, you have to have that confidence, though. No, but a lot of people out here, they're faking. They have that confidence. They'll be like, "There's nothing like what I do, bro. My band or my thing." And it's like, there's a zillion motherfuckers that do what you do. A matter of fact, I totally. can tell you, like, the whacked out clothes that you make, like your band that you know you're trying, you're going to invent a new form of rock music that's been around for a thousand years. Dude, I love you, but here's the thing: like, there's a ton of people, and I wish there was people like me. Because I it, don't. I love that it you're is the a, only one that you are. It's a lonely journey doing what I do. But you That's, have good friends. You have great friends who love you and 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 like and emulate who you are and love having you around, myself included. So tell me, I mean, what's going on in your personal life? Who are your friends? Who do you really like? You know, who appreciates you the most for who oh, you my, are? Oh, my everyday, my everyday, um, my the stuff that I got going on in my everyday personal life and the stuff that I'm planning for the future. Look, there's definitely going to be some events going on. There's going to be some shows. You know, there's going to be some stuff going on, and I'm going to be making some new fashion pieces. I definitely got some plans to do some stuff um, in Vegas. Shout out to my boy Sky um, in Vegas, and uh, he has an art gallery which is called, uh, he's in an art collective there called Three Bad Sheep, and their Instagram is just like that. It's like three, then B-A-A-D or something. Bad like. Sheep. Yeah, th- Three Bad Sheep, but uh, Sky, um, he has a gallery in the Arts Factory, which is on Charleston Boulevard in Vegas. If you're ever in the Arts District, in, if you're ever in Vegas, check out the Arts District, which is kind of by uh, downtown, what they would consider downtown, which is by Main Street and Charleston and stuff. But um, I got some plans to do some stuff with him, my girl uh, Rudy, who's from Spain, out there in uh, in Vegas. I'm gonna be doing some stuff with them. Um, I might do First Friday again. I might uh, get involved with people with the galleries down there. I do have plans to do stuff in Vegas and go back to Vegas. The places I've done fashion shows are Knoxville, Chattanooga, where I organized them. But where I was in them was. Uh, Atlanta and um, Philadelphia, I have struggled for years to put together a simple fashion show in Nashville. Just fashion. Like, not like, not reinventing the wheel. Not like, you know, nothing, nothing real crazy. Just let's have a show. I struggled with it a lot uh, here more than these other places. And Why even, here, though? Um... Fuck, man, I wish I knew. And it's hard to explain because what you'll find about people that are born and raised here that are creatives and artists, they back down. 
Sure. What happens is that like they'll meet somebody that moves here from some other place that has this big gallery or something, and they'll be like, well, if you want to do this, man, you're going to have to pay this amount, and you're going to have to go through this red tape. And they're like, oh, man, I don't know. And they just back down. And then there's other people that uh, they've created this system of like going through all these hoops to put on a show. And, man, you can put together a show in a week. I would love it if one of these art galleries in Nashville supported me or was like, you know what, man? You can put your paintings up in there. And to be honest with you, most of the galleries that you see, these guys, it's their gallery. They're about to buy the building, and they've paid to be there. Sure. And I've never paid to do anything. The best thing I can tell people is, you know what? If you're fit thinking something... In any way, send me a DM. If you're like, you know what, I don't like this guy, send me a DM. <laughs> if you like me, send me a DM. And I'd like to do a fashion show, send me a DM. Sure. I would hit me up because, um, yeah, like, I, and I, because I'm not going to be a leader here. I do think that there is a... Uh, Why not, though? Well, that's what I did in Chattanooga. We had a fashion show at a... Um, place called the spot which is on main street we had a show a fashion show in 2018 and uh in chattanooga and this was a shout out to my boy uh camden and shout out to my homie kofi and and a whole group of people uh caleb keem my you got a lot of homies don't you you know shout out to my people in chattanooga that uh came together and uh we and i i got them together one day i can remember there was like a group of them and I sat, I, I, what I did was I found like three people at a time and these kids were all way younger than me. And they were, it was a very diverse group. We had every, it was like just all different races and sexuality, like everything. The middle part of the show was, um, <sighs> drag performers was the second part. And then the third part was, uh, I think Camden and his line and stuff. Shout out to Camden. And, um, we, we put it together. I sat down with these kids, and, I, and then we had this big group meeting one day at that coffee shop. And I said, look, this is what I'm trying to do. I want to put together a fashion show, this and that. And, in my, I, I, and they would agree with this. I was able to lead them. I feel like it would be too difficult here because it's not centralized. There's a lot of fertile ground, though, out there because a lot of people come here well, to do they, a million they, different show things. Show me. Show me. Here, oh, once again, for the, for the, uh, this is my main message. If you hear anything that I say and it gets under your skin and you're like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I could get some stuff together. Send me a DM. It's all about the prove DMs. It. It's about I would the DMs. love if somebody proved it to me. I would love if somebody was... You got to prove it to them, though. I, nah, because I've done stuff other places. They got to come to me, and I'm not hard to find. I'm not... Listen, every single day in Nashville, you know I'm everywhere. No shit. <laughs> These people, and here's another thing that I want to call out. The people that are famous, that are like supposedly, oh man, Miley Cyrus, and I understand her thing because she's literally so famous and so rich that she can't just be walking around the streets every day. But I would. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Like a lot of these people that are like, oh, do you know so-and-so? She's, she's a musician. She just moved to Nashville. She's got... You know, let's give the low amount, like 10,000 followers or whatever. You never see them. Sure. You never see them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I like, But, like, they're never around. I'm everywhere. And if I was to become well-known someday, let's say... Say some, when you become well-known. Let's say I, one day I would become, you know, well-known and I'm doing well and I'm, and I, and I'm, uh, I'm still going to be everywhere. I'll never live in fear. I'm not afraid. That's awesome. I, I, I don't care. And you know, if something bad happens to me, so be it. Well, I, I'm just curious. I, how I, the I, fuck I, would you even stay still that's just anyway? That's how I was raised. There's I, no way you'd be able to not be integrated in a community. Nah, I don't, I don't, because like what it comes down with it, what, I, what I've learned over the years, listen, most people have fear of people. It's not even that they're antisocial. They'll be like, man, bro, I'm too cool for this. No, nah, the real truth is that you're scared. Sure. Like, and when people get, I've seen this, man, I've seen it happen. There's a girl that will remain nameless that I was friends with, that uh, she's since become a, uh, a model for, uh, she's become a Gucci model. You know, she's very well known for, for what she does, which is a, a certain niche. But all I know 
is that when she was on her way to becoming well-known, when she was living in a little ratty-ass apartment in Brooklyn, and she was, uh, whether it came to modeling my clothes, whether it came to anything, she was real, even if she was on the road, she was easy to get in touch with. Yeah. And now that she's become well-known, she's real hard to find, and I haven't changed. Well, isn't that inevitable, though? No, I mean... I, no, it's not. No, it's not. Anybody can, Man, there ain't nobody... That's what people say, but there, I've known people that are famous. There ain't nobody on earth that's that motherfucking busy that you can't respond to a text. Now, if you don't know somebody or whatever, that's... Then why hasn't that. Scarlett Johansson responded to my DMs? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, look at the path that I'm on. Look at what I do. And I have people that are well-known that'll look at it and be like, yeah, I fuck with that. I like that. If I was just a regular guy that was out here waiting tables, man, I'm trying to get laid. I got a little band, but I'm not really serious about it. I'm well, you are trying to get laid. But And I was hitting up a person that's like an international like fucking model or like has like, you know, like a designer in fucking Milan or something, and they don't respond to me. Well, yeah, like why would they? But if you look at what I do, and then you look at the people that I'm that I have been friends with, and then yeah, there's nobody that busy. Like sure. they know me, they know who the fuck I am. That's fair. And 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 that's just the truth. And the reason why I believe, and once again, when you say this, you sound like every douchebag in the fucking world that's ever said this. But the but the thing is, is what I do is very original. Yeah. And I fully and wholeheartedly believe that there's people, at least in the fashion industry, in the art industry, art. I just don't think I'm on the radar. The in art, art. A lot of times, I but in, fashion is art. Uh, eh, I mean, oh, it totally. Is. Yeah, it, everything is art, dude. I've heard you cooking is art. If I've you really heard you introduce yourself. Route. I've heard you introduce yourself as, "Hey, I'm Louie. I'm an artist." Yeah, I was doing that to be a d bag, but I fucking. <laughs> but no, I um, no, I'm sure that they felt like that, but. Everything is art in its own way. You could say cooking is art, whatever. But if you want to get real specific, I'm talking about the visual arts, just like painting. Um, the only place that the only arts art community where it's like you know visual arts, painting on the wall or like drawing or whatever that they supported me, where the community supported me is Vegas. Sure. So shout out to Vegas, and I love Vegas. Vegas is a wonderful place. And um, in Nashville, never been there. In Nashville, they've never given me the time of day. Whether it was Wedgwood, Houston. Look, I used to paint at the uh, there's a there's a place and look, I love them, so I'm not saying this in a bad way. And they, but they will take it the bad way because you have to be ultra nice here. So like you know they will take it the wrong way. But uh, shout out to uh, the Turnip Green uh, Creative Reuse Center in Houston Wedgwood. They do they do a lot of stuff for the community. They do a lot of good stuff. Um, but they're heavily involved in the arts. Mm -hmm. And I can remember a couple years back when I was fucking struggling. I used to go there and paint my stuff. I was delivering pizzas at the time. And you won't deliver pizzas. And that's the you, you've said, fuck that. I'm not going to do anything no, like that again. I, it's not even You want to make money on your art. No, I, I, I've at this point with me as a person, I don't think I'm capable of ever working a normal job. If they gave me another normal job, they would just, uh, when I say normal, just like a nine to five, yeah. like they'd probably just fire me right away. I, uh, I just really, I've, I've reached the level of that. My life is so, uh, no, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing my fashion, but yeah. I used to go there every day when I would get off of work, I would go paint my fashion pieces at the turnip green over there in Houston Wedgwood. I never had anybody there say like, Oh, we're a fan of what you do. Or even like, think like, we need to get this guy involved or introduce him. I mean, we're around all these galleries and stuff like that when it was always like, nah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, whatever. And you can't have that attitude and succeed. The indifference. And it's always been indifference. Like in Nashville, if you were to ask them about me, I'm sure they'd be like, yeah, he's really talented. I really love him. They've never offered me any kind of opportunity and they've never been willing to get involved with a show with me which is what collaborating is. So um, so let's show Louis some love. If they want to show me some love, send me a DM. Show Louis, Louis some love deal. in his That's DMs. It. Slide and, and, into his the, DMs. No, no, no. The problem is, too, the problem is when I talk right now, my inflection and how I speak, and I am originally from New York, to them, they're going to say, say oh, bro, he sounds better and this and that. No, I just speak different than you. 
Um, and I'm not. I'm chilling. I'm as happy as I've ever been. Good. I just, you know, I have to be honest about like the thing. Like I have. I, look, I've I've done stuff. I've had. I have a lot of good friends that have like vintage shops and stuff, but they can't really help me. I mean, they can. I can get some clothes from them, and I love shopping there and stuff like that. And they're awesome. But like, but no, the the arts world, the, the art world has never here has never uh, embraced you, embraced me, or given no, no, not well. Yeah, let's I'm, work or on really. No, it, it's anywhere. You. It's not. It's not just here. It's it's at any. You know, I'm. And the problem with the other towns that I've been in, I never spent enough time there. So, like, I don't know how they would have felt about me in L.A. if I had really stayed there. The most I've ever been in L.A. is a couple months. Um, or any of these other places, you know, New York, Brooklyn. Never never lived in Brooklyn. Of course, I'm from upstate New York. Uh, a- ATL, I never even tried. I was just, shit. I was down there in little five points messing with them in East, East Atlanta. Shout out to East Atlanta. Um... You like these places, don't you? Yeah, you, you, you appreciate shout these out places. To, shout out to Austin. Shout out to uh, the Buzz Mill down there on Riverside. Shout out to Tiki. I got people everywhere. I just, uh, you know, shout out to Nashville. You have people here, and that's how I met you was through Bennett Keenan. Correct. And I'll get. And here's that thing right now. Like in my everyday personal life uh, here in Nashville. Uh, yes, I go out. I hang out with Bennett. Bennett's a cool dude. Young guy. Real quiet. Makes music. Makes music, but that's not what he's known for. He used to be known for music. Now he's known because he's so fucking sexy. He is a sexy man. Sexy boy. And he's worth fucking. Well, go ahead. Keep talking about how sexy Ben oh, is. Oh, nah, dude. I can't even talk about it because I'm going to get my motherfucking cousin. <laughs> well, he's making music. Dude, he is. He hasn't released dude, it yet. Bennett, Bennett is one of these guys. If his stupid ass could fucking. Nah, he's, he, I'm just kidding. He's not stupid. <laughs> fuck, I'll say that shit. I don't give a fuck. Say the it. fuck am I afraid of Bennett for? What the fuck? <laughs> fuck, fuck you, dude. <laughs> no, I fucking nah. But if his ass could just learn to fucking, dude, that's my boy. If he could just learn, Bennett needs to be like a supermodel or something. Because Bennett's like this dude. Not only does he have, um, the girls. After like women like Bennett because he looks good. He looks kind. He's got this weird James Dean thing going. He's like all like dark haired. He's always got the cigarette and he's which he bums from me. Ultra young because he quit smoking. He's like twenty three. But last night, bro, he looked like he was like nineteen. He just had a younger look. He's starting to poof out his hair like blue face or something. And I was like, yeah, this motherfucker looks like he's like nineteen now. But he needs to be like a model because when I was out in Vegas, I had people asking about him because I was making these videos when I first yeah, got yeah. out there. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, Bennett and Luke can't be out here. And, I, dude, I had girls asking about him. Like, who's this vampire James Dean? These were like, <laughs> like Vegas girls. And then I had um, even a dude ask about him. <laughs> a dude was like. What's the deal? And he, I don't even think he was gay, like outright. <laughs> like he was like married and shit, but he's like, what's the deal with your fucking, your boy vampire James Dean? He's got that fucking like player vibe, like a rock star. And I'm like, this is what I said to him. I said, oh, he's just doing nothing. He's sitting in Nashville. He's just chilling and stuff. He makes music and stuff like that. But you know, I don't know. He's just chilling. He's like, he needs to come out here. He works hard. To, to Vegas. And I was like, I told him, but you know. And that's the thing. Like, here's the thing, though. Um, you know, shout out, shout out to Nashville because Nashville is a performance town, and it's internationally known. Um, everybody knows Nashville, just like everybody knows Vegas, and they both got similar things because they're both show towns where people put on shows, and uh, you know, they're they're uh, they're known as they're tourist towns, but I think. I think Vegas has Nashville beat with the tourism just because all the gambling and shit. Well, yeah, it's inevitable. Vegas is an it's epicenter just of entertainment, gambling and all that shit. So, like, but um, and plus, weed is legal in Vegas now too. <laughs> so they got going. It'll be legal here. It'll just be like five years, like everything in Tennessee. It just takes a little. It'll just take a little while. Yeah. But um, yeah. It'll once they start seeing that they can make money on it, they'll fucking legalize it. Well, but listen, you're here in Nashville. Yeah. And, and and you're saying shout out to Nashville. So if Nash I know Nashville's listening, check out Louis Real Deal, guys. Send him a DM. Louis Real Deal. And thank you, Tony Sanders, our sound guy. Louis, I love you so much. So very much. And one last note, everybody out there, stay horny. <laughs>
And you have a hat that says that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Devil You Know. This is Louis Real Deal. I'm Luke Holden, and I cannot fucking wait to air this interview. Um, we will see you next time. 